Jack Grincherson. Captain Slog, day eleventeen million three hundred thousand and sixty-five. This pandemic has officially become the cousin who can't take a hint when it's time to leave. Rona has made herself at home and looks to be sticking around for sweater weather and to see the twinkling lights. To add insult to injury, she's invited a couple of her friends. The most wonderful time of the year, my foot. I could feel my grudgingly displeasure bubbling, and my gag reflex was steady building as I already saw the sightings of matching pajamas flooding my timeline, which was sure to be followed by the bazillion. I said yes under the mistletoe. Suddenly, my thoughts of Christmases past were met with the harsh present-day reality that all things I'd hoped for to this end seemed out of reach, with no end in sight. <sighs> bah, humbug! The longer I pondered, the more I got irritated. The mere thought of my Christmas lather, rinse, repeat cycle was steady giving me the heebie-jeebies. So, pretty girl like you, we married yet? Was about to be the question I now considered more irritating than the near interrogations about my weight and fluxes. In fact, any social outing where I'd be faced with an opportunity to be grilled by all the insensitive people was going to get me all in my feelings or force me to hurt some feelings. I wasn't interested in either parity. Believe me. I didn't need an office memo issued to remind me that I was growing older by the second, nor did I need an update that my womb has somehow shriveled up and become utterly useless. At least that's how they'd make you feel. While this time of year should be about togetherness, it's the pressure to be that makes you want to take a hard pass. And there it was—the thought that enveloped me like a snuggie and made me feel the need to fill a void. I was about five seconds from texting what's his face, hey big head, when I got an alert. Scrolling through my contacts, about to pull up his number, and bam, my sprinkle of Jesus app notification flashed across the screen. <sighs> Even before I read it, I knew it would be something that tugged at my heart and would nudge me in a different direction. There it was, staring back at me. Reach for Jesus. Like you reach for your phone. Ah! I saw that and immediately knew I was about to have a come to Jesus moment sooner than I wanted. That message made me aware my heart was compromised, and I was about to make a long-term decision based on a temporary feeling. Peg down and don't beat me with your OMG. I thought she was a Christian. Stick, because sometimes Christians are the ones most disgruntled. Still, my unChrist-like thoughts and unwarranted feelings were not a fire drill. I needed to drop everything and find the nearest exit. Stat. I went to my secret place and I began to talk with Jesus. The more I spoke, the more I realized how my focus on Christmas had become so skewed. After all, nothing exposes discontent like hearing jingle bells, right? What's so merry about Christmas anyway? You may ask. Especially when you're feeling alone, even in a room full of people, I can attest to how easy it is to see what you don't have because you're watching the lives of others, seemingly enjoying all that you want. I know one thing to be true: it's easy to admire that your neighbor's grass is green when you're not the one putting in the work to water it. 
which is to say, it's easy to focus on what you believe you want, but only soon after you get it, you will see you're not prepared for what it takes to keep it. So I ask, what are your eyes fixed on during this season? If you're continually scrolling on social media all day, watching what someone has and not taking the time to appreciate where you are, you'll forever be miserable. Juxtapose between being scroogey or grinchy. If this pandemic has taught me anything, it's how much I can do without. I get how Christmas seems like a reminder of what you lack and how God has not come through, but I challenge you to shift your perspective. What if God did exactly what he said he'd do? I had to ask myself, what if all the closed doors to this point meant he's preserved me? Amidst my come to Jesus moment, it was like all the ghosts of Christmas's past had visited me at once. There I was thinking of all the positions I'd been qualified for but passed on, and the exes who were perhaps now sending out their Christmas family portraits. I was stuck, neck deep in my life of shoulda, coulda, wouldas. Yet, I hadn't taken the time to realize and appreciate my current state and that I am doing all the things I had imagined as a child. For a long time, I'd forgotten about the times 10-year-old me looked through the Xerox catalog, picking the perfect desk and chair, thinking about how I would one day have my own business. I had forgotten how I had told God if he gave me nothing else, all I ever wanted was to be a writer. It hadn't dawned on me how the things that started out on pages where I vented had transformed into testimonies that help people I've never even met. All, no longer a dream, but my reality. There I was, minimizing all the answered prayers, but magnifying and focusing on a status that was never high on my list of priorities to begin with. Why? All because I had focused on someone else's life, not basking in the joy that was mine. Believe me, when I say Christmas is the opportune time to readjust your focus, don't be a Scrooge mumbling, bah humbug under your breath and walking around like a sourpuss wondering why everyone else is happy and you ain't. And don't be a Grinch, basking in self-induced seclusion, mad at the folks who choose to be satisfied. Rid yourself of that weight of comparison so that you can experience the joy of Christmas. If the meaning of Christmas is Christ, then in the words of Scrooge, I will honor Christmas in my heart and keep it all year through. And to that I add, I wouldn't want to be anywhere if Jesus isn't there. Happy Holidays!